some truths to you that are so deep and, and, and that, that will actually change you if you listen. Young people, if you get this, it will change your life for all eternity. Old people, if you get it too, <laughs> do the same thing. Um, but I want to share a word that God gave me first, and I believe it was for you. So I'm going to share this word. And he says, my love will guide you. Do you love me, my child? Is there a passion in your heart this day to do my will and to follow my paths? All of heaven comes to you, to your aid, when you set your heart to pursue me. I will guide you with my love. Many on earth value their life by what they do, their job, their hobby, their influence, their possessions, even their ministry. But I value you and measure you by my love. All that I ask of you is what I ask my servant Matthew. Just come and follow me. As you walk with me, our hearts beat as one. My pleasure rests upon you, and you begin to learn of my ways. The motives of your heart are changed from living for yourself to living for my glory and knowing my love. My guidance is an expression of my love. Because I love you, I will set you on high where no one can hinder or harm you, where the enemy can't touch you. Because I love you, I lead you into pleasant paths and go before you. My love will guide you, my child. That's the heart of God for you. And he wants to speak his heart to you. In the healing rooms, we've been in training and in training, and it's been years and years and years of training, actually. But the thing that I, I know and I'm getting to understand, and I wish I knew many, many years ago, that separation from this love brings dis-ease. Matter of fact, all spiritually rooted diseases is a separation from the love of God or from the love of a brother and sister in Christ or from you not unknowing your identity and being separated from him because you think of yourself less than who he says you are. All of it is separation. But when the love of God comes on you, he brings you into that perfect love and he gave the ultimate sacrifice to die for you so that he can bring you into union with him. And from that place of oneness and union is who you are and what you've been created for. And he wants to share his heart with you today and explain that to you today. I'm going to read from Psalm 91, verses 14 through 16. It says, listen to Papa Daddy as he says these words to us. Listen, listen, listen. Psalm 91, verses 14 through 16, out of his words to you. Because you have delighted in me as a great lover, I will greatly protect you. I will set you on a high place, safe and secure before my face. I will answer your cry for help every time you pray, and you will find and feel my presence. Even in your time of pressure and trouble, 
I will be your glorious hero, and I will give you a feast. Hallelujah. You will be satisfied with full life and with all that I do for you. For you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. That's Papa, Daddy talking to you and telling you what it's like when you live in that union, in that place of perfect love. That's the key. I spent a lot of time, really, when, when we were bringing in folks into the church, um, I would spend time with them and ask them, what is the one issue that makes you who you are in Christ? Um, Brian Simmons, uh, Dave Williams, Dr. Leon Van Royen, the regional director of the Healing Rooms just recently. What is the one thing? What is the one thing that I can share with others? What is the one thing that I need to learn that will bring me more into the relationship with Christ? And all of them, every one of them, every person I ask this, that are really on fire for God have the same answer. They say it a little bit different, but it's the same answer. And it comes down to they're not separated from God, but God is so real to them, and they're so in love with God, and there's such a passion, and they've developed such a relationship with Him that nothing separates them. See, God's love never gets separated from us. But we can walk outside of it. And what they all say is, I've learned to live in his presence. Matter of fact, in the healing rooms, they just sent me this plaque to put on all the walls in the healing rooms. And it's a fiery plaque. It has two words on it. His presence. And we're supposed to look and understand when we're in the healing rooms. It's all about his love, his presence. It's not about our prayers. It's not about the disease. It's not even about what's bothering the person. It's about bringing his presence into that person's heart and touching that person's heart with the presence and love of God. That love, that fiery love, then changes them and burns off anything that's not of God as they yield to them. See, healing is real easy when it's not about me trying to try to get people healed. Healing really is it was about just having the love of God just wash over us and his love then saturate our very beings and begin to have a relationship with him. Do you talk to God all the time? Do you have a real relationship or is it some, some abstract religious thing? Come on, I know a lot of people come to church, but they don't understand and know the love of God. They don't hear his loving words. That's not because he's not talking to you and that's not because he wants to give you that stuff. I'm going to be blunt with you. A lot of times it's because, one, we've never been taught how to do it, or two, we've got other distractions, as Pastor Amy was saying. We need to close those doors and allow his love to wash over us. Amen? Father God, Father God, hallelujah, hallelujah. So what I'm going to do again, I let me read this scripture, and then I'm just going to share a few things out of my journal that he showed me over the last few days and uh, from the heart of God, and I hope that that heart of God gets on you. But again, here's his healing words to you. So please listen. Let these words be like spirit and life into you, into your mortal bodies, into your emotion, into your soul, and into your spirit. And this is from Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 beginning at verse 20, he says, Listen carefully, my dear child, 
It's kind of what I was just saying earlier. What's that expression that Pastor Brenda always uses? Listen, Linda. <laughs> Listen, Linda. She always says that. Um, or never mind. Listen carefully, my dear child. So this is something that you want to listen to carefully. God is saying this to you right now. Listen carefully, my dear child, to everything I teach you. And pay attention to all I have to say. Fill your thoughts with my words. Come on, I know that there's times when all of us get our mind off on stuff. And we don't take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. But what he's saying is, fill your thoughts with my words. Why? Because we just sang that his words create universes. His, the vapor of his words create planets. His words bring life. So he says, pay attention to all that I say. Fill your thoughts with my words until they penetrate deeply into your spirit. And as you unwrap my words, they will impart true life and radiant health into the very core of your being. So above all, guard the affections of your heart, for they affect all that, you're, that you are. Out of your innermost being flows the wellspring of life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Um, I just want to read something to you, but it's... This is out of Dr. Henry Wright's um, book. Uh, it's a big, thick book on healing. It's been around for a long time. It's the number one bestseller in Christian realms for, on healing. But it says, all healing of spiritual rooted diseases begins with you coming back in alignment with God, his word, his person, his nature, his precepts, and what he planned on this planet for you from the beginning. The solution is restoration. He's calling you into restoration. He's calling you into oneness with him. And when you allow that to take place in your life, strip off all the religion, strip off all the other stuff. But when you come into a restored relationship with him and begin to allow his love to come on you and you begin to love him back, that's the solution to every single issue, not just spiritual healing, not just physical healing, and not just emotional healing. Everything flows in your life through this place. Kids, young people, adults, you have to understand and get this. This is the one issue. The only issue. Because if you can't live in that place of union and oneness with him, then you are separated from that place. And when you're in a place of separation, he will come after the one and leave the 99 as... Again, as Pastor Amy was saying. But you're over here. And that's where the enemy begins to speak in your mind. And, and because it's not filled with him, you begin to hear the lies. You begin to live for yourself. You begin to live in a place where you might be doing religious stuff and good stuff, but you're not there in the center of him. Separation will destroy you. Separation from God will destroy you. It brings dis-ease. The other, and he said there's three things that actually do it, but this is number one. Number two, accepting yourself and your relationship with God. Getting rid of your self-hatred, getting rid of your self-bitterness, getting rid of your guilt, getting coming back in line with who you are and who the Father says you are. Quit running yourself down. 
Don't believe what people say about you. That's not what God thinks of you. God created you in his image and in his likeness. You are never to live separated from that place. You're never meant to live separated and have self-rejection, hatred, and all the crud. Now, circumstances may have hurt you, but when you come back under his love, he washes those circumstances off. And even though the pain of those circumstances you may always remember, his love still washes over you. You have to understand. Quit rejecting yourself. There's greatness all over you. You have the DNA of the king of the universe put inside of you. And you're part of the family of the almighty king of the universe. The third thing is, is as he says here, is making peace with your brothers and sisters and all others, if possible. See, unforgiveness and bitterness is a separator. And I didn't mean to get into all this, but I guess it's meant to be said. Mm. Union, oneness with him. Jesus said there's two great commandments. One is to love you, the Lord your God with what? All of you. Yeah. The other one is to love your neighbor as yourself. So you need to be loving yourself as how he sees you, loving your neighbor, loving him. All revolves around that. Amen? Do you understand that we were meant to live with him for all eternity, and we will? <laughs> and that, that's what he saved us for, and that's what we were born again for? Relationship. I'm going to just read some things out of the, my journal that he's been sharing with me in, in his heart um, on relationship. Get this little thing open. I got a smaller one this year, and it's kind of like... First of all, um, he shared this with me. He says, and I, I wrote it this way, In the presence of God, your identity shifts, and you are filled with perfect love. And what he thinks about you, self-rejection and, ins and insecurity fall away as he loves and accepts you. You are totally secure in him. Amen? He also says, and this is God speaking to you, and these are ones he allowed me to share with you. Some of these I can't, but you must know that I am the all-sufficient, all-loving, all-powerful God. I am Lord, Savior, Deliverer, Provider, and Protector. I, and I am your healer. Surrender your life to me. Let me reign supreme in your heart. When you surrender to me, then all I have and all that I am becomes yours. I desire an intimate, day-by-day -day relationship with you, allowing who I am to become one with who you are. That's our Papa Daddy talking to you and I. This is also what he says. He says, Remember that you belong to me, my child. You are not your own. Your primary goal is to be pleasing to me. Don't worry about pleasing men. Rest in me. Then he gave me Psalm 105, verse 4. Seek me and my strength. Seek my face continually. And he said, I am your identity. You hold a position of royalty in my eternal kingdom. Remember who you are. Live 
as who you are. Papa, just show me your heart, please. You've heard this, and, and this is what God's telling you about generational curses over you and what runs in your family. He says, some people say, this runs in my family. You must run it out. You are not bound by anything that is occurring or has occurred with any of your family members that is not of me. Spiritually speaking, you're no longer of the family of Adam anyway. You are of my bloodline. You live and have been adopted into the family of mine. You are the bloodline of Jesus Christ. Say that what runs in God runs in me. Come on, say that. What runs in God's family runs in me. What runs in God runs in me. So everything that runs in God's family, everything that's part of God, that's the curse. I mean, that's not the curse. That's the generational issue I want. I want that generational blessing. Everything that runs through God because he has given me part of his family, part of him, part of his DNA. I'm now one with him. Everything of God runs my family. See, the, that curse that, well, you're overweight because all my family's been overweight, or you've got this gallbladder issue because all of our family had that gallbladder issue, or this generational curse of the cancer runs in my family. You're not in the line of Adam anymore. That is not your bloodline anymore. You're in the bloodline of God himself. And what the things of God are, are in you. When you begin to believe it here and you begin to say it from here, and when you allow the Holy Spirit to make it real to you, it becomes real. Do you really want to live in a place of death and destruction? Or because of what Jesus did on the cross, he brings us into life and life more abundantly. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Let me just share a couple more here. Uh, he showed me five, uh, Psalm 5, 3 out of the Passion Translation. It says, I yield to your spirit's fire. Every morning I lay out the pieces of my life on the altar and wait for your fire to fall on my heart. And then he said, you will see miracles and manifestations of my love in you. Stay yield and obedient to my love. Loving yieldness to my spirit is the most powerful attraction to my anointing. Let me read that to you again. Loving yieldness to my spirit is the most powerful attraction to my anointing. How many would love to walk in the anointing? All it takes is just a loving yieldedness to his love. It's the most powerful attractant to the anointing of God in you. You want to be one who is a carrier of his anointing? Just lovingly yield to the power of the Spirit in you. That Spirit will flow out of you, and the anointing of that Spirit will flow out of you. Amen? 
I think I got time for a few more. Ah, Daddy, show me. Hmm. Jesus says, the same unity that you have with Father God, you have with me. Oh, Lord. <laughs> you have given me the same. I am one with you. Father God, I thank you for, the, for being able to experience this perfect unity. See, because I'm... Let your perfect love live and reign and flow to others through me. Continue to transform me into the Holy of Holies, your dwelling place, through the power of your Holy Spirit living in me. My spiritual roots go deep, deeply into you and into your life. And you continually infuse in me your strength. Encouraged, I am encouraged to do all things. I am rooted and grounded in you. I am completely filled with you. God as Christ's fullness overflows in me through the power of your spirit. This is almost too much for my flesh to handle. Do not stop. I want more. Do you want more? Mm. Do you want more? He's willing to give it. But you've got to want it. See, this is a relationship built on free will. He will give all of himself, and he has. But how much do you want? And how much are you willing to take? Let him destroy this flesh so that spirit man would rise up within us. Amen? I'm about to flow through your life in greater power. The age of miracles... And displays of my power will be seen through you. Even now my words are blowing to topple the structures of men and religion that hinder my people from trusting in my power. Gale force winds of my word will blow over this nation. The days of heaven on earth are coming upon you. Will you, will you suddenly... You will be suddenly in a season beyond your wildest imagination and dreams. A time of great opportunity is coming upon you. Are you ready, my child? Let me just do one, maybe one more. I am the creator of the entire universe, yet I choose to make my home in your heart. It is there where you know me most intimately. It is there where I speak to you. My holy word and sweet whispers to your heart. Ask my spirit to quiet your soul and mind so that you can hear my still, small voice within you. Lay your request before me and wait in expectation. Let my peace permeate your words 
and your life. You will not be easily shaken because my enveloping presence buffers the blows of problems. You will experience in me abundant life and peace. Oh. Forgive me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let your heart be known to them. Let it be known. Pastor Brenda's been teaching on fear. Here's a word from Papa Daddy on fear for, to you. He says, Have no fear of anything, for nothing can take you from the presence of my love and my spirit. My perfect love casts out all fear. The only issue is will you accept it? See, joy is your portion, your inheritance, and the fruit of my spirit. Taste the delicacies of this fruit of joy in your inner being. Today is the day that I've made for you, so rejoice and be filled with gladness, for I am your God. Leave all the worry to me, cast all your cares on me. Live in oneness with me, in my love, my power, and peace this day. And my joy will be your strength. John chapter 15, verses 3 through 5, Jesus says this about his words and how they permeate us. And he says these words. He says, the word I've spoken over you has already cleansed you. The word of God cleanses us if we allow it. The words, that beautiful words of God, the words of God as they come upon us, those loving words as they come upon us, they cleanse us, is what Jesus says. So step into life union with me, for I have already stepped into life union with you. For a branch severed from the vine bears no fruit, so your life will be fruitless unless you live it intimately joined to me. Are you living your life intimately joined to him? That's where fruit comes from. That's where we get our life's purpose from. That's who you are. Now, if you're not living there, I, this is not a condemnation time. This is a time where he says, you know what? All that stuff can be washed away right now. And we can begin that union right now. Papa Daddy really loves you so much that he's waiting. And he waits for all eternity for you. All eternity. He'll never leave you or forsake you. He's always there for you. No matter where you're at in separation. And he's always saying, come to me. Come to me. But sometimes we turn and walk away. But he's still crying out, come to me. And when you turn, that's called repentance. It's a big religious word, but all it is is that it's just coming running back into the arms of your Father who created you and loves you and wants to have this relationship with you. And he'll always open his arms to you.
no matter where you've been, no matter how far you've gone, his arms are always open to you when you turn and come back. John chapter 17, verses 21 through 23. Jesus is talking to the Father about you and I. And this is about you personally. And this is what he's saying to the Father about you. He says this, beginning in verse 21. I pray... For them, So he's praying for you. I pray for them all to be joined together as one, even as you and I, Father, are joined together as one. I pray for them to become one with us so that the world would recognize that you have sent me. For this very glory that you have given me, I have given them, so that they would be joined together as one and experience the same unity that we enjoy. You live fully in me, and now I live fully in them, so they will experience perfect unity. That's Jesus talking to the Father God about you. He wants to be one with you. So much that he will give you all of his glory. He gives you all of himself. He gave away everything. He came out of heaven's glory to die for you. And he says, I want to be one with you. That's the purpose. This is the one thing. I want to be one with you. And I've gave up everything so that I could be one with you. Papa, make them see that it's all about being one with you. Just as you and I are one, Jesus is saying, I want them to be one with you and I, one with me, one with you. That's the heart's desire of Jesus when he came to this world, is to have you to become one with Papa Daddy, God. And he was willing to die for that so that you could have that. David got it, and he understood it, and he was called a man after God's own heart, and he penned these words in the book of Psalms under the anointing of the Holy Spirit so that we could understand and know what was the thing that drove David into the place of the secret place of the Most High God. And he penned these words in Psalm 24, verse, or Psalm 27, I'm sorry, verse 4. Here's the one thing that I crave from God. So here's David telling us the one thing that he craves from God. The one thing I seek above all else, I want the privilege of living with him every moment in his house, finding the sweet loveliness of his face, filled with the awe, delighting in his glory and in his grace. I want to live my life so close to him that he takes pleasures in every prayer of mine. Is that your one desire? If it isn't, it can be. And if it is, you can have more. Because he wants to give you more. Some people say, 
well, where do I find time to develop this? You know, our lives are all these open doors and we're trying to go through all these doors and we're trying to do all these things. Where do I find time to develop this? That's one of the things I hear a lot is, well, you're retired now. You've got time to do that. Here's what God told me to answer whenever I hear that. Because I am the eternal God, I am able to bend time and events in your favor. We will accomplish more in less time together. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go, and I will counsel you and give you my wisdom in every situation. Martin Luther used to say, I've got a lot of things to do, and I've got really things pressing into me, so instead of spending three hours in the beginning of the day with God, I'm going to spend five, because he would accomplish more, knowing that the more time he's in the presence of God, the more heaven's revelation comes on him and the more you can do and get done in your life. This is so important. This is so important that you catch this revelation, that you catch this word from the heart of Papa Daddy God to you. He longs to spend time with you. He longs to be one with you. See, the cool thing is, and some people seek after this, signs, wonders, and miracles and stuff. And being a Pentecostal church, you know, we've seen a lot of that. But really, signs, wonders, miracles is really not the goal. It's just the byproduct of being one with him and knowing him. See, that's just byproduct. When you're in the presence of the King of the Most High, all of a sudden now heaven's stuff is all in you and around you. And things that are in heaven begin to flow out of you. So when there's no cancer in heaven and you lay hands on somebody and cancer is healed, it's because you're so close to Papa Daddy that his love flows through you and touches that person. That's all that is. Signs, wonders, miracles happen because of your connection to him. And what's in heaven begins to flow out of you and touch others around you because you're so close to him that you're so intertwined with him that when you lay hands on people or pray for people or touch people or speak a word to people, that God flows through you and speaks through you. How many would like to live from that place here today? How many of you are sleeping and didn't want to? <laughs> I mean, it's weird. I asked that question. I would think everybody would raise their hand. How many would like to live in that place today? <laughs> How many don't care? No, I'm sorry. Knowing God relation relationally is really the great gateway it says i got this written down here but knowing him relationally is the gateway into the supernatural if you want to move and, and live in the supernatural realm if you want to see miracle signs and wonders in your life if you haven't been seeing him in your life here's how let him and you become one and the way to do that is you got to get to know him the only way i get to to know him as I spend time with him. That was the one thing that all those people kept saying. I, I have time with Papa Daddy. I have time. I spend time with him. He and I are one. There's unity. His presence is what I seek. They say it in different ways, but it comes down to the same thing. There is a real loving relationship that is experiential and real. More real than my hand. More real than this physical body standing up here that they have have and are experiencing with Papa God Daddy and all of you need that because that's who you are 
That's, and I know that God's touching your inner being right now and saying, that's what I made you for, to be one with me. Where do I start? If I can have Amy come up, we're going to close. But where do you start with something like this? Where do you start? How do you get to know him better? Um, I usually ask questions. It helps me. I ask him stuff. I talk to him and ask him. So one of the things you can ask God is, show me how much you love me. I want you to say that right now. If you really want to grow in this, say that. God, show me how much you love me. Just say it again. God, show me how much you love me. Can you ask the Holy Spirit to teach you about this love? Those are ways that just, Holy Spirit, just can you teach me about this? I don't understand it. I'm really not the loving person that, that this all seems to be. And I have issues with this. But I know, Holy Spirit, that you, you've been given to me in power and in love and that your job is to teach me all things, to lead me into all truth and show me about Papa Daddy. You don't show, it's not about showing me other things, but you lead me into that relationship. So, Holy Spirit, do your work in me. And I yield there all at the altar. Anything in flesh, anything that's blocking that, I'm willing to lay it down. Today, that's a question I have to you. If there's anything blocking that relationship, are you willing to lay it down? What would be more important in your life than to live in the purpose and destiny of being one with God the Father? Is there anything? Is there any issue that you've been struggling with? Is there anything? Are you willing to have the Holy Spirit work with you to lay that down right now? I'm going to have you all stand up. Dad, show them your heart. Show them who you are. Show them your love. Make it real to them. Let that love just begin to pour, as it says in, the, in your word, that the Holy Spirit pours the love of God into each of us. And as that perfect love saturates us, it says in your word that your perfect love casts out all fear. Fear brings torment, but perfect love, your perfect love casts out all fear. Show them who they are. Show them their true identity in you. Show yourself real to them. God, I want to know you more. I want to know you more. I want to know you more. Let that be the cry of their heart, that they want to know you more. Because I know that's your desire for them. I know your heart. I know I've seen it. I see your heart for them. And you cry out to them, come to me, my child. Come to me, my child. Your arms are open. Right now, I'm just going to ask the prayer team to come up, but it's not just about receiving prayer from people. It's about coming up. Are you willing to come up today to the altar and lay everything, anything that hinders that relationship? Are you willing to lay down your life totally to him and allow him to fill you with all of him? If you're willing to do that today, I want you to come forward. And I'm going to believe with you right now.
that Papa Daddy has got something real special for you today. That he's going to shower you in his love. So those who want that, come on. Come on. That surprised me that nobody wants that. (laughs) I'm not going to force you. But Papa Daddy wants to share that love on you right now. Don't let fear of man, or don't let, oh, I'm the first one up there, be the issue today. Do you really want more? Come before this altar right now and lay it down. Lay it down. Do you want more? Come to the King of Glory. He's crying out to you today. Come to me. Come to me.